0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Well, I'd like to welcome you all here again this morning. Even Matt, and I've forgotten your wife's name. You know, we were so blessed when when we um, bought this church. There'd been a church before us, and the church paved the way. They built this building that we have the privilege, awesome privilege, to come in here. And, And Matt was the assistant pastor of that church, and So I'd just like to bless you, I suppose, this morning and say how how thankful we are that that you are part of raising up this church for us, that we get the privilege of of coming in here in this fantastic building this morning. (laughs) Well, I'm sitting there during the praise and worship, and and I can't help, I'm writing on this bit of paper all morning, victory, 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 victory. When when you're coming coming to God, are you coming to Him and are you hesitant when you come to God, are you thinking, I'm not sure what God's going to be like? I'm not sure how my interaction's going to be. But when I was thinking there this morning, all I could think about is victory. My God, when he died on the cross, he made an open shame of the enemy. And as me as his son, I get the opportunity to step into all that he won for me. So when I think of Jesus, all I can think of is victory, 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 victory this morning in your life. Because God is God and that means he's God over every situation, every circumstance. He's got everything in control and as we rest in him and as we take heart in him, all that's going to happen is we're going to see victory and victory and victory in our life. Maybe not on the outside, there might be some pain, there might be some problems, but if we persist, God is, we're going to see victory. So I was reading in Second Kings, Second Kings chapter 4, a long, long time ago now. And I'm saying that because you might want to turn to it if you actually have got a physical Bible here this morning. And if you haven't, you might want to hop on your phone and turn to Kings, 2 Kings 4. But during the season of COVID when we couldn't meet, a lot of people were questioning, what does my faith look like? My faith used to be, I turned up to church on Sunday. And then I went home and I lived my week. But all of a sudden, the church on Sunday was taken away. And everybody was saying, what is my faith? Who am I? What, 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 is, what, is, what am I actually doing? Am I just turning up to a, it's like coming to a cinema and watching a movie and then going away and feel, feeling like I've had a good, good session, I've been entertained? Or is this God a real personal God with me that I carry with me all the way through the week? And Sunday is just the opportunity where I get to celebrate what He's done for me during the week. And we've seen people that have, that have challenged that and they've thought, what is my faith? We've seen people that have stepped in and they've grown and they've blown themselves away, I think, because their faith has grown so much. My faith comes down to some simple things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your strength. Love God and love others. And if we do that, we will be successful in all that we do. So the story I'd like to read this morning is about Elisha. And if you know anything about Elijah, he was the 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 man that followed Elijah around, and he was an amazing prophet of God. He did some crazy, crazy, crazy things. And Elijah hung on his shirt tails. He did not want to let this guy go until he got some of Elijah's blessings. And Elijah steps into history. And this man says, I want to do double what you did. And lo and behold, he does do double what what Elijah did. And there's this woman, and it, it hasn't got her name, but it just calls her the Shunammite woman. And this woman was from a town, obviously, Shuman, (laughs) which is called Two Resting Places. We don't know her name. We don't know how old she was. We don't know much about her. But this woman saw that there was something on this prophet Elisha. And when he came into a town, this woman decided, I I want him in my house. I don't want her stopping anywhere else. So it says that she made him some dinner. Then she built a room on her roof and she put a table and a chair and a bed in her roof so that when this man of God came through, he was going to stay in her house. And she was not going to miss out on what God had. There was no way she was going to miss out. So the representation, this prophet of what God was going to be like, I don't want him staying anywhere else. I want him in my house. And so the prophet stays in her house. And this, this woman over the period of time, she wanted a son. Couldn't have a son. And lo and behold, the prophet says, you're going to have a son. Yeah. And I laugh at what his, the prophet's helper says, Gehazi. When the prophet says you're going to have a son, Gehazi, which this guy was sort of out there, he made some crazy statements, so if you just do a study on him. Well, he says to her, your husband is too old. He doesn't say that she's too old. He's a pretty wise man, I suppose. (laughs) But he says your husband is too old because in the natural, this couple were not going to have a son. And lo and behold, if if you read the story, she has a son. The son grows up to an, uh, uh, an age where he can go out and work and he's working in the fields. Don't know exactly what happened, but it says he had a pain in his head. And he comes home and she, she, she holds him in her arms and her son, which she'd, she'd wanted for so, so long, dies. All her dreams are gone. They're smashed. Everything's smashed. Because back in those days, your children were an inheritance. That was what you, how you counted yourself as being blessed was from your children. And her son dies. This woman sits there. All my dreams are gone. Everything's gone that I'd planned. My history... My, my thoughts that were going to be my future, it's all disappeared. And what am I going to do at this time? And I don't know where you're from, but, but all of us have got some sort of death in our lives, whether it's be physical, spiritually, emotional, emotionally. We're all dead in some way. And the question is, when we get to that stage in our life and there's a problem in our life or a situation that we, we've lost control on, what do we do? The Shunammite woman takes her son, she takes her son up to the, to the room where the prophet was, lies him down on the bed, even though he's dead. And this boy's dead. She chose, chooses to take her son up to the room where this prophet stayed. She tells everyone in her household, do not come up into that room. They lay him down on the bed, and she closes the door. But this woman was persistent. She wasn't just willing just to put him in this room, but she was persistent in her faith. You know, my, one of my scriptures lately is John 10.10. 10. The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come that they may have life and life more abundantly. Can you imagine if there's something dead in your life Are you're going to hang on to that scripture where the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I believe, I believe that I'm going to have life and life more abundantly. This woman, even though she had a dead son lying on her feet, she puts him up in the room. She does a few things. First thing is, she puts God's, God first. She puts God first. Do you want to turn to 2 Kings, chapter 4, 18 to 37? And if you're there, you're going to have it already. And hopefully it's on the screen behind me as well. And I'm going to, once again, I'm going to start from from, chapter, from verse 18. The child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was who was with the reapers he said to his father my head my head his father told the servant carry him to his mother after the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother the boy sat in her lap until noon and then he died she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of god and shut the door and went out she called her husband and said please send me one of the servants and a donkey so i can go to the man of man of god quickly in return why go to him today he asked "'It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. "'It's all right,' she said. "'She saddled the donkey and said to her servant, "'Lead on. "'Don't go down for me unless I tell you.' "'So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. "'And when he saw in the distance, "'the man of God said to his servant Gehazi, "'Look, there's the Shunammite. "'Run to meet her and ask her, "'Are you all right? "'Is your husband all right?' Is your child all right? Everything is all right, she said. What a statement of faith. When she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone. She is in bitterness, in bitter distress, but the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me why. Did I ask you for a son, my Lord, she said? Didn't I tell you don't raise my hopes? Elijah said to Gehazi, Gehazi, Tuck your cloak into your belt. Take my staff in your hand and run. Don't greet anyone you meet. If anyone greets you, do not answer Lay my and lay my staff on the boy's face. But the child's mother said, As surely as the Lord lives and you live, I will not leave you. So he got up and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face. But there was no sound or response. So Gehazi went back to meet Elijah and told him, The boy has not awakened. When Elijah reached the house, there was a boy lying dead on the couch. He went in, shut the door on the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and lay on the boy, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out on him, the boy's body grew warm. Elijah turned away and walked back and forth in the room. Then he got on the bed and stretched out on him once again. The boy sneezed seven times and has opened his eyes. Elijah summoned Gehazi and said, Call a Shunammite, and he did. And when she came, he said, Take your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowed to the ground, she took her son and went out. What a neat story. Can we overlay that? Can you say to yourself this morning, I'm the Shunammite woman. I'm the Shunammite woman. Put yourself in the story this morning. And as we go through a few things, can you say, this is me. I'm going to do this. This is who I am. I'm the Shunammite woman. See, she put God first. She closes the door with a man of God. She put him to the place where he was safe. Then she hops on a donkey or a horse, I'm not sure, whatever it was. And Mount Carmel was, wasn't just a two minute drive away. It was 30 K's away. But it was 30 K's with no roads. 30 K's down into a valley and up a mountain. 30 K's in the heat and whatever it was. And as we've already heard, her, her husband was an old man. So unless he was a bit of a, what would you call him? digger? What is it when you're younger? Your wife's younger than yourself? A gold digger? Unless he was a gold digger. A grave digger. <laughs> Unless he was a gold digger, she was old too. So here's this woman on this horse. And if you, if, if, you, if you ride a horse for a long time, it's not the most comfortable thing when you ride a horse for a long time. So her first thought was God. You know, and God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you in James 4.8. She did something different. Did you notice when she said to her husband, I'm, I'm going to go to this man of God, in verse 23, her husband says, would you go with him today? It's not new moon, it's not the Sabbath. This isn't the day we go and see God. Normally we go and see God on Sundays. We only go and see God on Sundays. We, we, we don't go and see him during the week. What do we want to do that for? You know, I'm too busy. I'm too out there busy making money. I'm too busy living life, with looking after my kids or whatever. I don't take part in God, allowing my life during the week. Her husband questioned and said, what, what's going on? Why would you go to the man of God during the week? That's not what we do. What do you do? What do we do? Are we the same as that. Do we, do we count this is who I am, this is what I do? But maybe we need to challenge some things. Is this what I do? And if I keep on, that's the definition of insanity, by the way. If you keep on doing the same old things all the time and expect a different result, well, it's not going to happen. So what do we do? When the challenge comes up, this is not who I, what I do, but when, when times are tough, do I go against what I normally do and do I do something different? And God's going to have the opportunity to intervene in my life and, and touch me in a way that not what he normally does. So she challenged her situation. She challenged the culture. And she went to see this man of God, not on, on the Sabbath, not on a new moon, but a day where she needed God. You know, when we, pr- when we pray, one of the versions of prayer, and Claire says this all the time, Prayer is a turning of the head to the one who can bear the load. Not just on Sunday, not just on Monday, not just on Tuesday, but all the way during the week. We turn our head to the one who can bear the load. So the load comes off us and it goes, it goes to God. You know, we, were, we went to rehab during the week. We didn't go into rehab, but we were at rehab during the week. And, uh, you know, we had the opportunity of taking this young woman to, to rehab to have an opportunity to, for a new life. And I, I can't help but think that in this season, are we going to do something different? Yeah. Or are we going to stick to the same? Yeah. This woman could have stayed where she was and been the same. But taking it to rehab gave her a new opportunity. And is church like a rehab for you? Yeah. Is church where a place where you can come and you can get strong? I come where you can throw away all the old stuff that's holding you back. Find something new and press into what God has for you. Is church a rehab where I'm going to take it? And it's not just for Sunday, because if you know when you're in a rehab, you can't just go on Sunday, give up everything you've got, and on Monday you pick up all the old stuff and carry on again, because you're never going to beat anything. Is our rehab a place where we're going to camp? We're going to camp in God's presence. We're going to camp in prayer. We're going to camp in His Word. Not just Sunday, but all the way through the week. You know, it was painful and hard. She says to her servant, Do not slacken the pace, sorry, until I tell you. She was willing to suffer the pain until the pain got too much because she had a vision of her son. She was looking for her son to be whole, her son to be healed. And she did not want the pain of the behind on a horse's back to hold her back from her son being healed. She was pressing in. She was going to do the 30Ks down the valley and up the mountain, whatever age she was, because she needed her healing for her son. Desperation, it's it's an amazing thing. It can lead us to a place of desperation where we give up totally, or it can bring us to a place where we can find our strength and our hope in God and press into all that He has, and we can find breakthrough. I went to, we went for a trip to New Zealand last March. And the second day, we were doing some walks. The second day, the, the weather turned really, really bad. It was two degrees, and it was a howling gale. It, I loved it. It was, it was absolutely awesome. And we, we went to the place where you've got to register before you go on the walk. And they advised us, look, don't go on any ridges. Don't go. In fact, they said don't go. But they said don't go too far. Well, of course, we went. And, and we walked... I don't know how many miles, but 10, 15, 20 miles, whatever it was, and we got to this lake and the, the, where the mountain was, the wind was howling around this mountain. I don't know how hard it was, but you could hardly stand up. You had to brace yourself in this wind because it was just going to blow you over. And two degrees, so it was freezing. And there's this, this ridge that line that went up. And we were going to get this ridge and we thought, nah, it's just, you, you will not even be able to walk. Well, we see this dot at the top of this ridge and we see this man coming down and he starts at the top, and he comes down, he gets this ridge, and the wind hits him. And here he is, he gets down on his all fours, and he's crawling down this ridge because the wind was so strong it was blowing him off the ridge. And one side was a, was a, a cliff face into the water, the other side was a cliff face with rocks, it was volcanic, so it was just really bad. And he's crawling down this hill line. And I don't know what you're like, but sometimes when your faith is really, really tested... Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes all you can do is just hang on. Yeah. Hands and knees stuff where I'm not giving up because there's a destination for me. Oh, yeah. I, I'm coming back. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. And, and if I have to get on my hands and my knees, if I have to get on all fours and come down this mountain, I'm getting down this mountain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, her pain in her, her backside wasn't holding her back. The, the guy going down this mountain, he was, gonna, he was getting home. I don't know what, was, what he was looking for. It was a nice warm cup of tea or whatever it was. But he was getting to his destination. For us, will we not hold back? What is in front of us? What is our vision? What are we aiming for? She makes a face statement in verse, face statement in verse 26 where she said, All is well. Physically, all was not well. Everything external was saying it is not well. And yet something inside of her was saying it is well. It is well in me. And her faith and her persistence brought us something special. You know, Elijah actually did three things to bring the boy back to life. First, his um, servant Gehazi went and laid a staff on him. And if you read the scripture, Elisha actually didn't tell him to go and do that. He just took it off his own will that he was going to go and lay the staff on the child and the child was going to be healed. So let's call it one shot. First first shot, giving it a go. I believe in God. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to lay the staff on the the child. I'm going to lay lay it down where I've got an expectation that God's going to move. And I'm having a shot here. I'm giving it a go. And I don't know what you're like, but have you given it a go? And you feel like you've been let down? Um, I've been a Christian a long time. 30, 40, 43 years. 43 years. And can I tell you, if I was a one-shot wonder, I would have been a Christian probably six months. If I had a dream that my dream, just like Gehazi's dream was putting a staff on something and it being healed, if my dreams weren't met, I would have lasted six months. But can I tell you, for 43 years, persistence in the good times that I'm climbing down that hill on my hands and my knees, when I'm worshipping God and I've seen the breakthrough, and God's come through for me physically, and I've seen healing in my body. I've seen healing in other bodies. I've seen miraculous financial breakthrough. I've seen emotion where people have been gone totally, where they're caught on drugs and they can't get out of this situation to be whole and set free. I've seen it all. But it doesn't happen from a one shot. It happens from persistence, a faith that does not let go. It says, This is God because God's God. I'm his child. I am not giving up. Yeah. Over COVID, can I ask you, has your reverence for God stayed the same? Has your respect for God stayed the same? Because out of our reverence and our respect for Him, because He is God, we are not. He is God. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you see that sun coming up, you realize that without God, that sun would not come up. When you hear the birds chirping, they would not be there if God wasn't here. When I wake up and I notice I'm breathing, I would not be breathing if He was not here. We've got so much to be thankful for Him for. And, And when we start to look at the little things It realizes that God is a God of the little things and the big things. Let's not lose sight that God is in control of everything on this earth. And if he was taken out, this place would be, I don't know what it would be like. We would not be alive. In verse 30, she says, I will not leave you. I will not leave you. And because she would not leave, Elijah said, okay, I'm going to go. Can you imagine what your prayers, your persistence does? When you say, oh, I'm not giving up, I'm not letting go, can you imagine that God saying, oh, okay, because you're so persistent, I'm going to go and I'm going to do it for you? Don't, don't lose heart. Don't be a one-shot wonder. Persist. Push into what God wants for you. The first step for breakthrough wasn't a very good step because it didn't seem to f- find the breakthrough. But Jesus says he will never leave us. And can, can I say, that, is, is that the same for us? We will never leave God. You know, when our lives are altered by the unexplained, nothing of God is altered. He is the same. He is consistent. The same God that we're reading about here in the the Bible is exactly the same God today. No difference. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. My second point is the flesh was affected. Elijah comes to the house, into the room alone with the boy, lays on him for how long? I don't know how long it was. But it must have been for a fair amount of time because his flesh became warm from the heat that was emanating out of Elijah. Elijah. I don't know if anything supernatural happened, but just the fact that this guy would not give up. He laid there. How long will we be willing to lay on a dead person? Until their flesh becomes warm. Because I believe that something supernatural is going to happen. He closed the door behind him. He would not let the stuff that was going on in the world affect what was going on. He closed the door and went into, went into his room, into God's presence, and lay down on this boy. And the dead thing that was cold starts to come back. And the warmth starts to come back. You know, have, have you had someone where you've, where you've walked into, I know in my previous life, you know, i worked out in the secular world for a long period of time. And a little while ago, and I think I might have mentioned this before, I was talking to Pastor Byron, our lead pastor, and he was saying, "How many people have the normal, the normal Christian won, won over their lifetime? And I've had the opportunity to pray for many, many at the altar and lead them to Christ. I've had the opportunity to pray, and, and lots of people where I haven't actually walked the journey with them. But I started counting, I thought, how many people have I actually walked from the first moment where I met them, where they had no hint of, of, of Jesus at all, did not know him, till the end when they found him and they were set free, and they walked into God's kingdom. And I counted one, two, three, four, five, and I got up to 16. And I thought, 16 isn't enough. It's nowhere near enough. I'm thinking, God, I've let you down. But I had the opportunity, just like Elijah, of spending time with someone until their flesh became warm, until they became warm to God. And it doesn't just happen quite often with just, Jesus loves you. Sometimes that does, sometimes just that one word, we're the last bit of the spark that pushes them into the edge, into the kingdom. But normally it's spending time with them, it's doing life with them, it's laying on them, not so much laying on them, but laying your life down upon them, hand upon hand, speaking over them the word of God, and their flesh becomes alive to the things of God, and then eventually they become alive and they become whole again. You know, and it's the same with us as we spend time with God. Have you spent prolonged periods of time where you've just locked the world out and spent time with Him, and the flesh that's in you somehow starts to become warm again? But it takes time, it takes effort, it takes energy. You know, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And as we take time in God, Lord, He establishes His kingdom over the people around us and in our lives. Don't be a one-shot wonder. You know, maturity does not always come with age. It comes from walking, challenging, walking, challenging, walking, challenging, overcoming, walking, challenging, overcoming, seeing God's faithfulness, stepping in again and again and again. And my last point, do it again. How long do we stay in faith what we're asking for? The man of God laid laid on this boy. He he left the room, went down and walked around for a while again, then went back up. He gave it another go. Laid down, breathed his his breath upon this boy. And lo and behold, he comes back to life. Don't stop until God tells you to stop. Don't stop pursuing. You know, our course with God, he set a course before us. Do not stop not because of disappointments, not because of COVID, not because my staff didn't work, not because the first time I laid down and he didn't come back to life. Can we keep persisting for the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time until God says or tells us to stop? Because I believe in Isaiah 65, verse 24, it says, It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are speaking, I will hear. You know, the promises that we're persisting for. Do you know it's like they're there waiting for us to claim? Yeah. Before you actually even ask for it and claim it, it's there. Yeah. Sometimes, and I know sometimes God's answer is, is no, sometimes it's maybe, and sometimes it's yes. But the answer is always there. Yeah. Are we willing to persist to get the answer that God has for us? Because he knows best. Yeah. Tries again. The boy sneezes seven times, opens his eyes. Can you imagine the emotions in Elijah and the emotions in the Shunammite woman? Yeah. Have you been in that situation where you've had the breakthrough, God's broken through in your life, and that, that roar within you that comes up because God is here. God is moving through me. God has done something in my life. You know, G, G.K. Ch- Chesterton wrote, The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. I'll read again. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. Jesus believes we can do it, but do we? We were singing some songs this morning about what we believe. If you're really honest on the inside, what do you believe? Do you believe that all things are possible in God? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? All things are possible in God. Do you make faith statements? Not just leave it sitting in here, but open your mouth and say, I believe that all things are possible in God. I believe I'm blessed. I believe I'm an overcomer. Do we make those faith statements in our life? Do we speak to our to the unbelief in us and speak it out and say, no, this is what I believe. This is who I am. There's The unbelief is, is not lack of belief, sometimes the fact that we've been broken, we've been hurt, and everything inside of us is screaming out, I don't know if that's for me. Well, can I encourage you this morning that all things are possible in God. Even in death, all things are possible in God. Will we try again? Will we go again? I believe it's time to try again, to go again. Pray before the answer. Praise before the victory. You know there's a story of a prodigal son in the Bible and I don't know if you know the story or not but the son ran away with everything. He comes back and the father runs to meet him before he comes back. He's been in the pig pen living with the pigs and the father runs out to meet him and grabs him and holds on to him and when we think that all is gone when we think that we've tried and we've failed the father will run out and meet you in your situation encourage you, encourage you and encourage you and pull you back to that place of faith where you believe Will we step out of the safe place and try again to be honest and to confront the struggles and the things that are dead in our sin? You know, in the Shunammite woman's world, she left her family, her possessions; she left everything behind and pursued, pursued her breakthrough in God. Can we do the same thing? Pursue our breakthrough in God. Remember, and this is where a lot of us get stuck, we dig our holes. We dig our holes and we sit in our holes. And we get stuck in our holes. But when God gets involved, the very holes that we dug can become our foundations. The holes that we dug were so deep and we were so lost. When we come to God, He can transform our holes into the foundations that will hold us into our future. Have you seen someone who has been healed of a physical ailment? They believe for everyone to be healed. Have you seen the person that has had a a demon cast out of them? They believe that every demon is going to go in the name of Jesus. Can you see the person who has financial breakthrough? They believe in financial breakthrough for everyone else. And when you're in the hole and, and the hole seems so deep and you can't get out, when God fills that hole and makes it a foundation, it is the foundation for our faith. It is the very thing that was going to break us. Is now the thing that's going to propel us into who we should be. So, this morning, if I was going to ask you, who in your world can you challenge consistently, persistently to pray for them, but to believe that there's going to be breakthrough in their world? Don't be a one-shot wonder. To be the person that is going to bring change to the people in your world. Don't give up on your breakthrough. Do you really believe he can do it? Can I just get everyone just to close their eyes just for a minute? And can I ask you, I don't know how long you've been had faith for or believed in God for. But there's some things that you've decided it's just not for me. This is too hard. I've just given up. Are there some things that I'll say, God, I believe you're God of all, except just this one point? Maybe this morning we need to start believing that God is the God of all. That I am not God. That I don't put boundaries around God. I don't tell him what to do. I don't believe that he can only do what I tell him what he can do. But I actually believe that he can do all things so as you're sitting there now is there something that's coming into your mind something you've chosen to take him back say God I'm not going to allow you to work in this area because it's not for me and maybe today is the time and the moment where we say God I'm going to give it to you again I believe that you can do it I believe that it's for me not just a one-shot wonder that tried it and it failed, but I'm persistently pushing into what God has for me. That the very hole that has been dug that you think God cannot fill, it is going to be the foundation, the foundation in your life. It is going to be the thing that holds you strong. Have you all got that thought? So God, I pray this morning. I pray for every person here. And right now, Lord, I pray, Lord, for the anointing of the Spirit, Lord God, to breathe upon every life that's here. I ask, Lord God, that the dead things that are in our life, Lord, that we've laid down and said, God, you can't touch this. That now, Lord, your breath would come upon, Lord God, and start to raise back to life, Lord, the things that are dead in our lives, Lord God. Fresh faith, Lord God, fresh vision, Lord God, a fresh future upon all of us, Lord God. That God, we would not limit you any longer. Because God, you are God and we are not. That God, Lord, out of reverence, Lord God, out of awe for you, Lord God, we realize, Lord, that you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And Lord, you look deep down into our soul, man, and you see our pain, Lord, and you want to heal our pain. You want to repair us, Lord, and make all things new. So God, Lord, I pray, Lord, for restoration. If everything the enemy has tried to steal, This morning, Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And I don't know if everyone here knows God, knows Jesus. If you don't know Jesus intimately, we would love to pray for you. We would love to introduce you to this man called Jesus. See, he was a man just like us. And he won the victory. And because he's walked life and won the victory, it means he can allow you to walk in victory. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And he wants to be your saviour. Anyone here would like to know him better. Would anyone here like to know about this man called Jesus? The one who rules and reigns, The man and the king in one. Anybody here at all. If you would just want to raise your hand and we'll come and see you afterwards. We'll pray for you now. Anybody. Thank you. Well, You know, we started the service saying that God is a God of miracles. We've still got a little bit of time. I don't know where you're at, but we would love to pray for you. If there's something that's dead in your life and you're struggling to think that God can intervene, we would love to pray with you We would love to agree with you that that thing is going to come back to life. We would love to agree with you that God is going to move upon your life and you're going to leave this place different this morning because you have had an interaction with Jesus this morning and His Spirit. I don't know where you're all at, but I do know that God knows. And because God knows, He can move upon your life move upon your life can we all stand this morning my God is the God of the miraculous my God is the God of the breakthrough my God is the God of the impossible that is who my God is and if we really believe that there is breakthrough in you I would love it we've got a few moments where we can pray if you would like prayer we would love for you to come down the front we would love to pray with you and we're going to agree with you for your breakthrough and then we're going to finish our service